Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav will tackle the Second Amendment, Fast and Furious, the UN Small Arms Treaty, and how this has been a record-setting year for gun sales. It's all brought to you in part by Zeiss at zeiss.com forward slash sports. And now, two men sitting in a sweltering hot recording studio, complaining of swamp butt. Here's Jim and Trav. Oh, Jim, we have no secrets. <laughs> At least you don't. Uh, I may no. have a couple of skeletons in my closet. Before it was just me that had swamp, but now everyone thinks that we work together that you have swamp, but... And I don't feel like the lone wolf We're anymore. Not swamp butt buddies. Is well, everybody knows I have. It's not that I have a hygiene problem because I shower twice a day, but I sweat, and sweating is very good. You want to sweat? It hog. releases. I'm sweating right now. It releases toxins in your body, and that is a good thing. However, that's from all the Pepsi's you drink. Actually, I really cut back my Pepsi intake. Yeah, that's beer. If people don't know that, <laughs> I I really the past month I probably had like three beers. Yeah, that's not bad. What's that could do with swamp butt? Uh, well, that has nothing to do with swamp butt. I'm just kind of proud of myself. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm gaining it. <laughs> um, I get swamp butt really bad. Everybody knows that. We make a big joke out of it. Uh, but anyways, uh, no last one here's week, laughing but you. <laughs> so I'm nervous, I guess. Uh, last week, I got an email from a Staff Sergeant John C. Uh, he's stationed there at Fort Bragg. He says, Trav, I've been uh, deployed over six times, uh, four of them to Iraq and to uh, clear my swamp butt. Uh, here's a little handy tip that I learned. I use wet wipes and gold bond medicated body power, body powder, yeah. because it cools and relieves at the same time. Uh-huh. That's a handy piece of information. Yeah. Do you think we ought to start talking about gun control now? Uh, we probably should. <laughs> uh, we are, like Jim said, talking about gun control on today's show. You know, the dudes that founded this country way back when, I don't know, a couple decades, maybe a thousand years Those ago. Those guys with the wigs? The guys with the wigs that I called dudes. Anyways, they, they intentionally gave us the right to keep and bear arms for if and when we ever found ourselves in imminent danger or... If there was another revolution, like the War of 1812. Exactly. So they wanted us to be strapped and ready for anything. And that's why we have the Second Amendment. Hey, so in this week's Ram Power Buck. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we'll hear from Ed Stremo from Campus Concealed Carry. Plus, uh, phoning us at 785-8467-647 will be Dave Workman. Uh, he's with the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Ruger CEO and Prazo Mike Pfeiffer. The Second Amendment Foundation founder, old Alan Gottlieb and Stephanie Sanford. She's a spokeswoman for the NRA. Yeah, plus we're also going to hit up the mailbag with old uh, Mark Paneri. So uh, as Jim said, uh, here in the Ramp Power Block, we'll be joined with Ed Stremel, and he is with Campus Concealed Carry. Uh, Ed, how's it going, buddy? Going good, thank you. Uh, what exactly is your position there with Campus Concealed Carry, and, and what are you guys' goals? What are you trying to do to further um, uh, the cause concealed carry on campuses around the country? Uh, well, I'm the president of Guerrillas for Concealed Carry on campus at Pittsburgh State University. Uh, we're wow. an affiliate of Students for Concealed Carry, which is the national chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, our purpose is to advocate for lawful concealed carry as an effective means of self-defense. Conflict resolution and stuff like that is, they're all nice. They sound good. <laughs> but you want to have every option you can have to yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, you know, please don't shoot me. You know, I would be more like... Please don't shoot me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I would add that thank you. Maybe maybe that would go a long way. It would tip the scale, we would hope. Yeah, but I got to read this real quick to you guys. Uh, the University of Colorado at Boulder and the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. That is a little confusing. Um, they're actually amending their student housing contracts. And they're, 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 this is so stupid. They're going to be segregating students who possess a valid carried concealed license. So what they're going to do is they're going to take a group of these people, boys and girls, and they're going to stick them in a dorm. Okay. All right. All together, like 1% of See, 1% I of 1%. I live there. Exactly. Because, I, I mean, think about it. What they're going to do is they're going to make everyone else a target. Victim. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind is going to bust into that dorm when everyone is carrying and they're carrying legally. Uh-huh. Like Jim said, they're going to make all those hundreds of thousands of other kids out there in this country nothing but victims. I mean, like Jim said, I would want to be placed I in, be that in that dorm. dorm. Yeah. I would want to be in that dorm. I it just it's, it's sheer brilliance on their part, Ed. That's totally ridiculous in my yes. mind. I mean, that's going to encourage people to want to go get their concealed carry because they're going to get better housing now, too. They're going to live in the, the married housing or whatever it was they had. But they're saying, you know, uh, well, they can't carry into classrooms. They can't carry at football games. What's the point of this, Ed? That's a great question. That's the question that needs to be answered. Uh, you know, signs don't work. That's been proven. All these ridiculous laws we have don't work. If you look at uh, rural Colorado, where Jim Solomons went, he broke at least five different gun laws going in there. Wow. Uh, possession of a handgun in a motor vehicle without a legal purpose. 
discharging a firearm until you limit. I mean, go on. But there's at least five I know offhand that he broke. I mean, not not counting murder. So Well, you know, it's called concealed carry. It's not called uh, carried and shoot and kill. You know, the That's whole right. thing is when you discharge that firearm, that is a last resort. And I want to get that through everyone's head. Just because you're carrying doesn't mean at the slightest confrontation, you're going to pull your firearm out and shoot it. That is the last thing you want to do. You want to run away. You want to hide. You want to do what every anything you can to avoid that situation. That is a last resort option. And here's the deal. I mean, it is our God given right to carry a firearm, all right? It's in the Second Amendment. It's a very small paragraph. But, I mean, don't you think this is just kind of foolish that why wouldn't they want to protect the citizens of the United States of America? This is our God-given right, okay? And like you said, you have to take classes, you take training, you get permits, no different than taking driver's ed. Once you pass driver's ed, you can go drive a car legally. And you know what? You can kill. And then just, you have a projectile that weighs about 4,000 yeah, pounds. You got a two ton projectile that can kill people just as easily. And as a matter of fact, more people by far are killed in car accidents, whether it's just negligence, drunk driving. I mean, if you have your permit, I think you should be able to carry whenever and wherever you want. Those are all great points. And, you know, still carry permit holders. We have proven statistically to be uh, responsible, to be safe. Uh, there was a study done in Texas, actually, that showed that concealed carry permit holders were less likely to commit a crime than the police officers. Uh, really? So, yeah. I wish I, could, wish I had that with me right now. I don't, but I've seen that before. I believe I ran the numbers on Kansas. The revocation rate of permits here in Kansas is less than 0.2% oh, for any reason. Really? The numbers are all out there. It shows that we're safe. It shows that we're responsible. Uh, when when they first passed the, the shell issue laws, people kept saying, oh, there's going to be blood in the streets. They're going to be fighting over parking spots. <laughs> None of that's happened. But the fact of the matter is there there is an increase in violence all across the country for various reasons, you know, and the, you're always going to have that element. I think since the history of man, when the guy first went out and, and uh, killed a dinosaur, uh, some guy wanted to take it from him. And so there's always been these kind of confrontations. That's going but way back. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I like I was, that, I was, though. I was there. That's deep history. <laughs> yeah. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you're always going to have confrontation. But if you learn how to handle those confrontations Bingo. and back away. But the fact of the matter is, if it's choice between you and them, send flowers. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, you got to walk into every situation knowing that there is danger. And I hate to say that. I mean, who, who wants to think... When you're a child or you're a parent sending your kid off to school, that there's a possibility that some idiot is going to snap and shoot up the school that my child is attending. No one wants to think like that. But you know what? This has been happening for decades. And so we need to be proactive and we need to do something. And I know they say just by putting more guns on the street, it's going to escalate and cause more crime. Like Jim said, well, you're going to be a lot less apt to do something stupid. And if you don't know that maybe two or three kids in each classroom uh, they're packing a little LCP, a 380. You know, I know I'm not going to do anything dumb. And look, look at the campuses when I know. Hold on. I'm going to bring this up. Let me get back to some of my notes. Actually, real quick. It's, it's amazing how your attitude changes when you have a red dot in your chest. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, look, in, in July 2010, only 26 colleges in two states explicitly allowed campus carry. Yet with multiple victories in the last two years, campus carry is now a reality on more than 200 campuses across six states. Uh, you know what that says? That says that this does work. I know a lot of campuses. I mean, look at how many rapes there has been. And um, I, know, I'm, I know you're well aware of this, Ed, that campuses started putting in those call boxes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hold Let's it. See. Yeah, I got to run over there. and Have you got a dime? Yes, mister. <laughs> I know you're trying to rape me, but let me run to this call box and call the authorities and wait about 15 minutes for them to show up. But what can we do to further this cause? I know I'm well out of college. Um, Jimbo went to the first college that was ever made. Yeah, it was the college that taught me how to kill dinosaurs. Yes. Um, <laughs> what can we do, Ed, to further you guys' cause? Because what you're doing is so important. Um, so many more states and colleges need to get on board. What can we do, buddy? Well, I think one thing you can do is what you're doing already, just talking about it, getting people to think about it. I can't tell you how many times I'm on campus and I'll bring it up and I'll be like, hey, what are your thoughts on concealed carry on campus? And the question I always get from about half the students is, 
you mean like guns on campus? I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, I'm just throwing, you know, a bat in your back pocket or something. But a lot of them, they don't, they haven't even thought about it when they come to school. And so if we can get people to think about it and we can get them to see both sides before they get this mentality of guns are bad, and we can overcome this uh, stigma of guns we have right now. And I think once we get to that point, then students will be a lot more likely to pressure their administration to give them those rights. Hey, Edmund, I'm, I'm actually going to have to stop you right there. Frank says we're coming up on a break. But uh, we, we want to remind you guys that if you want to find out more about Campus Concealed Carry or possibly get in touch with Eddie, be a great guy to talk to. You can always uh, find him on Twitter at Gorillas, the number four, not the letter four. If you try to look for the letter four, it's going to be tough. <laughs> the number four, CC. C. That's Gorillas for Campus Concealed Carry. You can always find them on Twitter. But uh, we are the revolution, and we are brought to you, proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and N-R-A Blog at N-R-A-Blog.com. Hey, coming up next, we've got Dave Workman. He's an author. He's also the senior editor for the GunMag.com and the communications director for the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Coming up next. That's right. Hey, Ed, man, uh, thank you so much uh, for calling today, buddy. And we surely hope you further your cause, man. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, this week in the Revolution Mailbag that's brought to you by Ram Trucks, our listeners are miffed about the recent attacks on our Second Amendment freedoms, and they're letting us know about it. So here we go. The Revolution Mailbag. Carl B. writes, in 2010, roughly a touch over 5 million people died from being a couch potato. Sheer laziness from just vegging, while only 8,775 people were killed by firearms. So, that's why I just filed a suit against Lazy Boy. Brandon Blythe says, Jim and Trav, prohibiting firearms makes as much sense as prohibiting free speech because some misuse it. The government always goes astray when it tries to prevent criminal acts instead of punishing them. By the way, Trav, last week you said Easton Corbin was nominated as the spokesman for National Hunting and Fishing Day when in fact it was Luke Bryan. I knew it was just a slip up on your part, but I wanted to rub it in anyway. Love you guys. Riley Pennington says a background check is required for all taxpaying, hardworking American citizens before they can purchase a firearm. And that's fine. But why isn't a full brain scan required on all government employees? Good question. Because it would appear that nobody in the Senate or House has anything at all floating around in their heads. Yeah. Heston Wade practically screams, I frankly don't care what or how anyone wants to interpret or amend the Constitution because I consider it my right to bear arms and I won't bow to anyone who tells me otherwise. Heston, he shoots, he scores. Angie Abernettle so eloquently states, while the reality of misuse of firearms is distasteful to all law-abiding citizens, the answer is not to prohibit everyone from owning firearms. The answer is to prohibit or punish the misuse. Well, thanks for writing in, peeps. And if you want your emails read on the show, then you must send them in to radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. This is MJ. Sometimes you can tell a lot about a horse by what it's named. Like its color. It might be Blackie or Roni or Buck. A name could have something to do with a horse's temperament or its disposition, like wild man or roller or bad bob. Yeah, the name of a horse is sometimes the name of his game. It's kind of like driving a ram truck. That name means something. It means you know the value of dust, sweat, and pride. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble, the Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip, and a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. I think it's fun. I think it's playful. Now, watch this, everybody. Here's the boys. Yeah! It's yee-haw. Why do you say yee-haw? Say it again. Do it for me. Yee-haw! That's bad. You're you're not a cowboy. You're I'm, a, I'm right out of the movie uh, uh, 
Uh, You're a cowboy. Hey, cowboy. You are a cowboy. I'm a Coca-Cola cowboy. You're a weirdo. Uh-huh. Is what you are. All right, we are talking about the Second Amendment on today's show. And um, you remember a couple weeks ago, I showed you a clip, old Ice-T, uh, the rapper extraordinary. Great man, uh, very intelligent, well-spoken It's not uh, my guy. style of music, but he has something to say in this clip. Yeah, he has um, something to say. It's about the Second Amendment. He was on Channel 4 News. Uh, Jim and I watched this a couple weeks ago. Uh, very interesting uh, little bit. Let's take a listen. Observation on his yeah, part. Yeah, Frank got that ready. All right, Frank's got it ready. Let's listen. The revolution. Well, I give up my gun when everybody else does. Doesn't that make sense? Well, <laughs> doesn't that make sense? I mean, if you were, to, if if there were guns here, would you be want to be the only person without one? I'm in the same boat. Hell no, I would not give up no. my gun. And you know, <laughs> even if you give up your gun, I'm not giving no. up my gun. No, not at all. That's not the part we want you to listen to. This is. So, you, so, so, do you carry guns? Not routinely. At home? I mean, you have gun. You have a gun at home? Yeah, it's legal in the United States. It's part of our constitution. You know, the right to bear arms is because that's the last form of defense against tyranny. 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 Now, he actually goes on to say that basically is to protect you from the government and police. Uh And that is the truth. I mean, why is it? And I know you said this many times, Jimbo, that they feel as though that they're in a position that they know more than we do. Yeah, yeah. We're just a bunch of dummies out here. They have to govern us. But right now, we're being joined by old Dave Workman, and he phoned us at 785-846-7647, and he is an author, senior editor of thegunmaggot.com, and a communications director for the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Now, uh, Dave and Jim, you guys know uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Oversight Committee filed a civil contempt suit against Attorney General Eric Holder, and uh, basically, this is a 56-page lawsuit. 56 pages? And they're asking the courts to compel Holder to release subpoena documents uh, that relate to the investigation of Operation Fast and Furious. Now, this is an ill-conceived and poorly executed gun trafficking sting that allows some 2,000 guns to slip into the hands of uh, cartel members. Drug cartel in Mexico. uh, Dave, Barack Obama basically slapped Daryl Issa with this uh, executive privilege. Privilege. I mean, it was like a B-slap, if you know (laughs) what I mean. He's saying, shut up, boy. Eric Holder is safe. <laughs> what is this just a pee and match, Dave? I mean, what is it? What what is the point of all this? I think everybody agrees that somebody needs to be held accountable for this, but uh is this ever gonna go anywhere? Well, I think it's political melodrama anymore, but I I've talked to Daryl Issa well once or twice, at least once that I that I can recall it uh, was an interview. Uh, here's a guy who really does want to get at the facts. He, he yeah. wants to get the truth out there. And the only way to really do this is to get a hold of the documents that are being withheld by the attorney general. And suddenly, uh, not very long ago, about a month and a half, the president jumped into this thing and yeah. issued a uh, uh, kind of an immunity thing by claiming executive privilege. Mm-hmm. At that point, Barack Obama took ownership of Operation Fast and Furious, whether all the liberals in the world want to disclaim that or not. He did that by uh, extending executive privilege. There, there's no other uh, way to define that. Okay, now the, now the question is, aren't we all on the same side to try to find out what the truth is yeah, here? You know what this reminds me of, guys, is like when you're 10 years old and you get caught with a Playboy magazine, okay? <laughs> you know you're caught and you'll do anything. You'll lie to get out of this. I mean, that's what it's like. I mean, why don't they just own up to this? They own their own mistakes, and let's just put this behind us. Isn't it really just as simple as that, Dave? Well, actually, uh, they could have done that early in the investigation. If they had just said 20 months ago, if if somebody over at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives had stepped forward and said, yeah, we did this. We screwed up. We allowed these guns to go south. We're humans. Mm-hmm. And we tried something, and this happened. We're sorry. We're going to make darn sure it doesn't happen again. Then I think people would have accepted it. But you're right. People have been lying. People yeah. have been deliberately uh, obstructing the truth. They have been obfuscating. Uh, take any verb you want and apply it to Fast and Furious, and it's been done. These guys have been trying to hide facts from the American public yeah. that a an arm mm-hmm. of the American government allowed guns to get smuggled into Mexico and put them in the hands of drug cartels. <laughs> That's what they lied about. Yeah, but the idiotic. The, but the whole idea behind this was what? Gun control. Is that not true? 
Well, I, I, initially, the, the whole idea was to track these guns up uh, the chain of command so that they could take down the head of a drug cartel or a you know a couple of drug cartels. But nowhere in the BATF's running orders is there anything to do with drug enforcement. That falls under the DEA. They shouldn't have been monkeying around with this at all. But they, they let these guns go south. They wanted to track them down there to, to go after these uh, alleged kingpins. And all they really did was put about 2,000, maybe 2,500 guns in the hands of criminals who've been killing people with them. You keep saying track them down, but the thing is, there's no possible way of tracking these guns. because well, They like threw you them said, in the trunk and left. Yeah, I mean, they handed out, we don't know exactly how many guns, at least 2,000 guns to uh, cartel gunmen, okay? And there's no possible way, unless you know, Dave, something that Jim and I don't, of them tracking these guns. I mean, th- this is stupid. Well, you've cracked the code. Stupid with a capital <laughs> S. <laughs> what are these guys thinking? Anyway, I'm not that stupid. Uh, <laughs> and as soon as these guns crossed the border, they lost track of them. There's no way possible for these guys to track those guns south of the border. They knew it, and they still let them go. Yeah, just yes. go ahead and do it. That's job security. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Dave, uh, Frank's actually telling me that we, we got to get to an ad break. But, dude, would you mind? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, stick around. Uh, who we got coming up next Hey, Mike Pfeiffer, CEO of oh. uh, Ruger Firearms, coming up next. I thought he was coming up a little later in the show. Anyways, no. uh, would you mind coming on right after him? We'll kind of wrap up this whole uh, Fast and Furious uh, debate we got going on here. You, what do you think about that, man? Sure, let's do it. Right, cool. Hey, we want to remind you that uh, we're brought to you by Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus N-R-A blog at N-R-A-Blog.com. Hey, coming up next, we've got Michael Pfeiffer Mike with Pfeiffer. Ruger Firearms. CEO Pez. He's the big guy. It's going to be good. See you after this. Join the revolution now. Submit your emails, questions, and comments to radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Federal Premium Ammunition introduces the most complete big game bullet. The Trophy Bonded Tip Bullet features flatter trajectories, improved accuracy, and bone-crushing performance. In the field, on the range, every shot counts. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Houston here to tell you about the incredible fishing in Kansas. With so many lakes, reservoirs, ponds, streams, creeks, you'll find everything. Largemouth bass, crappie, walleye, and my favorite cousin, the old Wiley catfish. Learn more about the great fishing in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Let's get crazy. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. No, no, we were born like this. Here's the boys. Guess what? We're back. Hey, we had a little hiatus there. Where did we go? We had to uh, play ads. I am Houdini. So we can get money. <laughs> We're going to pay some bills. You didn't go. We'll be right back. Anywhere you sat right there. But the phone lines are open at 75-846-7647. And on today's show, we are talking about the Second Amendment, Fast and Furious, uh, the U.N. Small Arms Treaty. Campus can still carry. But... Um, right now, we are being joined by <laughs> Mike Pfeiffer. I lost the train of thought there. Uh, Mike Pfeiffer, and he's, he's the a diminutive kind of guy. And CEO of Sturm Ruger and Company. Uh, Mr. Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good. Glad to be back on your show. Oh, well, we're glad to have you. But you know, uh, last year, you guys kicked off the Million Gun Challenge, and holy cow, you I mean, well, you, you gave a dollar for every gun, gun sold, sold and going toward a million, but. You see, you far exceeded that. But anyways, we're not even into fall, Mike, and you guys have blown away. The millionth gun sold already, and I mean, heck, we're early in the year. Uh, this is just outstanding, Mike. That's right. It was a uh, an amazing thing. Last year, we managed to get a million guns by somewhere in December, uh-huh. and this year we made our millionth gun on August fifteenth. Yeah, it's kind of like the guy that that first broke the four minute mile. Then mm. everybody did it afterwards, it's but like, nobody eh, you know. nobody's really caught up to Ruger yet on production, have they? No, I don't. I don't think any individual companies even close to us. Well, you guys offer so many different models. I I don't care what type of shooting sports you are into. Uh, Ruger has got the whole bases covered. But real fast, we want to address something. A uh, CBS put out a, a great little piece uh, just a little while back. You can go to uh, cbsnews.com and check it out. Uh, but they're saying already this year, in total, ten point two million guns have been sold. And Mr. Alan Gottlieb, a uh, great friend of the show. 
Uh, he said that um, they say there's going to be even more of a spike by the end of the year. They're looking at close to like three and a half more million guns sold total. That would put us up to like 13 and a half million guns. Now, in this article, the only thing that they say that I don't really agree with, uh, Mr. Mike, is that they say this is fear driven. Well, you brought up a great point uh, during this past ad break. I think that we should touch on that necessarily. I don't think it's fear or political driven. What do you think is driving this new trend, Mr. Mike? You know, I think it's actually a lot more than political stuff now. I think this social acceptability. Yes. You know, there are a lot of folks who like guns and have always liked guns. And I think, frankly, we're somewhere afraid to tell their friends that they like guns. And that's different now. Now people are open about it. They're proud of it. They, they love showing off their collection and talking about guns, and it's really changed a lot. I, I notice a lot of women are now willing to say, gee, I'd like to try that, where they've been embarrassed to say that, you know, because there was just too much pressure from the political correctness crowd. And that's really backed off, and so it's okay to like guns now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it's really funny, but uh, earlier this year, my wife and I took a concealed carry class. She qualified with a Ruger SR-22, and she absolutely loves that little gun. And then she says, Will you get me one of those 380s? And lo and behold, her. we got her a 380. Picture the up LCP. LCP. Well, you know, I have a personal goal, which is to take a brand new shooter out for their first time at least once a month. I'm trying to bring in at least really? 12 people into the sport uh, every year personally. And I did uh, two yesterday and um, two the Friday before. So I've already I've got four this month alone. Holy cow. Anybody that's associated with Ruger is an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's maybe some new models real quick you want to talk about, uh, Mr. Mike, that you think uh, um, some of our listeners would like to hear about? Well, we've been talking about new shooters. So I really want to commend you on having your wife start with a, a 22 caliber. Uh-huh. And I'm glad she started with a Ruger 22, but that's the ideal gun for a new shooter. Yeah. Um, because there's not much noise. There's absolutely no recoil. And they'll know when they're ready for something else, just like your wife did. They'll be shooting the 22, and all of a sudden they'll look over into the next day and say, oh, what's that guy shooting? Can I try that? And then you, you've got them hooked. You know you've got a shooting buddy for life. Well, i got to tell you, with my wife, now she says that she wants to get, uh, what, a Mark III? She says, I'd like to get into competitive shooting. I said, hold it. Let, let's kind of, yeah, let's concentrate on the, the uh, SR-22 first. You well, know. I think one of the great things, too, about the SR-22 is that, you know, a brick of 22s, I don't know how much it costs, but it's not that much yeah, money. 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, so to go out there and shoot and have a, you know, a couple hours of fun, it's not like you're going to break the bank. It's such a fun way. And like you said, I mean, there, it's not loud. There's hardly any kick to it, and it's you, you don't build a lot of bad habits. Like, if you want to jump in and, and get a little higher caliber, and if you start off small and slowly progress, you, you're exactly right. That is that is the perfect way uh, to start off. And speaking of twenty two caliber, we've got a new ten twenty two takedown. Mm-hmm. It's a really an exciting product. It, um, right uh, in front of the receiver, there's a little lock. You, uh, you just pull and twist, and the barrel comes off, and it all fits out into a little backpack and uh, it's really a cool gun and that's that has just been selling like crazy since we introduced it a couple months ago holy cow but uh, mike we want to say dude congratulations everything that you guys there at ruger have achieved in the past couple years and everything that you're doing for our second amendment rights and freedoms it's outstanding the work you guys are doing yeah actually according to uh, travis's notes the 23rd amendment the 23rd <laughs> yeah. amendment not too many people know we have to go from the that uh, much about this yeah. one <laughs> kind of skips a few amendments there but no thank you so much mike for uh coming on today and telling us about um all of your great achievements man all right thank you guys all righty well uh, as we said just a second ago we're now being joined by old uh dave workman again and uh he is the uh senior editor there at uh, thegunmag.com and he's also the communications director for the citizens committee for the right to keep and bear arms he's also a greeter at walmart yeah he's got a lot of hats uh mr dave are you still there buddy yellow got it well you know as we're talking uh just a little bit ago we're, we're discussing fast and furious so let's get back into that but when obama issued executive um, privilege. privilege that's the no tattle law yeah. right well something um, like that yeah <laughs> basically he said i own fast and furious this is my baby and it is now on his shoulders and so whether or not or he, a little lower yeah <laughs> so whether or not uh, he takes the office again, or Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan do. It need, eventually, they, this is they're going to have to face the music. They're going to have to deal with this. Are you okay, Jimmy? <laughs> yes. All right. 
Uh, they're going to have to face the music and, and own up to this eventually and get to the bottom of this. So what exactly is going to take place? I mean, how is, how is all this going to transpire? Is anything going to come of this? Well, that's the danger. If Obama is reelected, I think this thing is going to get buried. Really? I don't think that the American public, and certainly not the family of slain Border Patrol agent Brian, Brian Terry, Terry, will ever get the facts of this case. They will stonewall they will make this disappear like it was a political prisoner down in Bolivia. <laughs> uh, this is just going to go away. I think the only way that this case, that this whole investigation is ever going to fully see the light of day is to get a different administration in there and certainly a different attorney general who cares more about finding the truth than covering his butt. And that really looks like what's going on here. We're, we're in some crap right now, Dave. <laughs> well, I, can, I can hear stations turning off all over the country. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 we are in a situation where right now we, we've got a lot of uh, people calling for gun control, not just because of Fast and Furious, because, but because of some of these shootings that have taken place. You know, we're going we're gonna to jump subjects right now. And we had the shooting at the Aurora, Colorado movie theater. We yeah. had a shooting in front of the Empire State Building the other day in which the, the, uh, uh, the anti-gunners quickly had to back off because now it turns out that all the people shot outside were hit by police bullets. <laughs> Wasn't it like nine people or something? <laughs> Anyway, you know, what can I say? Friendly fire. <laughs> and we're, we're talking about places where private citizens really can't go armed. The uh, the movie theater in Aurora, uh, they wouldn't allow uh, uh, legally armed citizens to come to their movies. If you got a concealed pistol license, too bad. you got to leave your gun in the car or leave it at home if you're going to sit and watch one of our movies. Uh, I happen to know a lot of people don't read those signs. They just, just say, oh, well, <laughs> um, I'm not going to get shot just to make somebody else feel good. Uh, and you're a touchy feely kind of guy, Dave. I, I'm I'm warm and fuzzy. I just want you warm and fuzzy. Remember that. Uh, <laughs> you bet. Hey, we've been talking with Dave Workman. Of course, he is uh, he's actually the communications director uh, for the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, and he's the senior editor at uh, thegunmag.com. Now, Dave, if we want to find out more about you personally, maybe sign up for just, your mag. Where's the best place to find out more about you? Okay, if you want to find more about me personally, I'll just have to kill you. But, uh, <laughs> In that gun-free zone. There's warm and fuzzy again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no I'm, I'm declaring executive privilege. Uh, Google uh, uh, examiner, uh, seattlegunrightsexaminer.com. Okay. Google thegunmag.com. Gun mag, or you can yeah, uh, you can find out uh, uh, about some of the things that we do here at uh, ccrkba.org or at the Second Amendment Foundation, which is saf.org. And uh, you know we're pretty busy around here. We've got a basically a skeleton crew, but we get the job done, and we're very proud of what we do. That's right. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, plus Ruger at Ruger.com, and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H I M T N Jerky.com and N R A Blog, the N R A Blog.com. But Dave, man, it's been great having you on this this two parter, kind of a fun thing. But uh, Dave, we'd love to have you back, buddy. Well, I, w- I will, uh, as long as I'm not subpoenaed by Daryl Issa to come testify about that. I've been furious. But... <laughs> I'll claim executive privilege for you. <laughs> hey, I-, I love it. It's been a delight, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, uh, coming up next, we're going to try to get a hold of old Alan Gottlieb, and he's actually uh, part of that Second Amendment Foundation, but he is going to tell us why there's so many guns being yeah, sold. We briefly recent. talked about that CBS uh, report that came out. We're going to see if we can get him online. I don't know if we can or not, but uh, hopefully we can. Stick around. It's going to be great. Possibly. Alan Gottlieb after the break. Uh, see you after this. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips with a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9 by 13 inch pan. I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. 
Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Zeiss and Hornady teamed up for a simple and intuitive new shooting concept, Conquest Superformance. Just select Hornady Superformance, match with one of the Zeiss Conquest Superformance rifle scopes with Rapid Z Ballistic Reticle, zero rifle at 200 yards, play scope on maximum power, and use the reticle's holdover bars to hit targets at extended distances. It's never been easier. Check out Zeiss.com sports. Big dumb bag of dust. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Did somebody hook you up to a jumper cable or something? Jim? Yep. Divine irony. Uh... A man that hosted a show, America's Got Talent, but he's a worthless, talentless piece of crap. <laughs> Piers Morgan. <laughs> now he's got his own show. I get the strangest feeling we got a clip coming. I can't stand Piers Morgan. Uh, speaking of imbecile, Michael Bloomberg was on his show a little bit ago. Uh-huh. Frank's got a clip, like Jim said. We're going to play it. Take a listen. Please don't kill yourself while listening to this. Uh, the stupidity runs rampant. Uh, here you go. The revolution. Why do so many Americans not feel angry enough to demand further gun control? Well, I would take it one step further. I don't understand why the police officers across this country don't stand up collectively and say, we're going to go on strike. We're not going to protect you unless you, the public, through your legislature, do what's required to keep us safe. After all, police officers want to go home to their families. All right, we got to stop it right there. Now, Jim, please correct me if I was wrong. All right. Okay, I, Michael Bloomberg just stated uh-huh. to uh, idiot. I'm going to call Piers Morgan idiot now. I'll just call him that. Well, to it's idiot. a shorter title. Okay. Michael Bloomberg said to idiot, um, he wants all cops to strike. Until we relinquish, we hand over our firearms. Did I get that right? Yeah, and, and they're also going to hold their breath, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do that. All right, so we're going to take his advice. Uh-huh. Now, we want you to listen to the second part of this interview, because this is really good, too. Um, the man is just full of wisdom. And we're doing everything we can to make their job more difficult, but more importantly, more dangerous by leaving guns in the hands of people who shouldn't have them. Little side note real fast. Michael Bloomberg and the government wants to deem themselves who is and isn't worthy of owning a firearm. Just remember that. And letting people who have those guns buy things like armor-piercing bullets. Oh, armor-piercing bullets. Yeah. You know, just last night, it's funny that he says that because last night, you and I, we went to Walmart. Yep. And we said, hey, over the counter. Person behind the counter, we want your best armor-piercing bullets. Give us three boxes. Three boxes. The Michael Bloomberg special. And when they heard armor, they sent us to automotive. (laughs) Now, okay, (laughs) how many boxes of shells have you seen out there that on the side of the box said armored-piercing bullets on it? Uh, None. Absolutely none. I've seen full metal jackets, but I've never seen armor-piercing bullets. Little nicknames, they come up with things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, just before the break, we're here for Mike Pfeiffer. If you're just out tuning in, uh, he's the president and CEO. You missed of a whole Ruger, lot if you're uh, just tuning in. Plus old uh, Dave Workman. But right now we're being joined by Alan Gottlieb, and he's the chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms and the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. And he phoned us at 785-846-7647. Mr. Allen, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, now, uh, just a couple weeks ago, Alan, uh, you were on CBS, a little uh, interview they did with you. Great interview. Once again, hop on CBS.com. Uh, check it out. We highly encourage it. But I'm um, talking about the recent spike in gun sales, especially since the Aurora shooting. And um, what do you think about this? I mean, you went on and you talked about this. Does this take you by surprise, Alan? Well, it's true. I, w- I was really surprised by it, mainly because, as you guys know, for the last few years, We've been running at record numbers of sales of firearms and ammunition. Yeah. And so when you're already when you're already at a peak, it's kind of hard to get a spike up from the peak. Yeah. And since Colorado, we've actually got a spike, uh, and I think it's for two reasons. Uh, the main reason, it really it isn't really fear per se, but it's been this big giant call for more gun control ever since the shooting in Colorado. And as a result, gun owners want to go buy the guns before they find them harder to get or next to impossible to get. And so we've seen this spike, and so all these calls for gun control, instead of getting guns off the street, so to speak, they just help sell more guns. Well, you know, I guess everybody knows, and it's even proven, Alan, that gun control isn't the answer. Let, let's say if they were to go door-to-door, okay, 
and uh, they were to take back all of our firearms, they're going to have to hire a lot of people. They're going to create a lot of new jobs, <laughs> I guess, a big truck. if they're going to do that. But everyone knows that that's not going to um, curtail any murders. That's not going to stop any theft. This isn't going to do anything. So why do they have such an agenda towards taking away our Second Amendment rights and freedoms? I mean, it's proven. Look at D.C. This does nothing. Well, look at Chicago, where the record numbers of murders every weekend, uh, you know, the, the, their murders spike. Uh, and they have the strongest gun control in the country. So you're, what you're saying is 100 percent correct. Uh, there's no two ways about it. But a lot of these people want to take guns away for other reasons. They know it isn't going to solve the crime problem. In fact, most gun control advocates will tell you they know that gun control isn't going to work. But what they want to do is control people, people like you and I and your listeners. Uh-huh. And that's their way of doing it. Well, an interesting article that came out, uh, I saw it on uh, Fox News over the weekend on their website, that said some judge in Texas said that uh, if things continue on like they are, possibility of civil war. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't really think so. I, I, mm. I think that, that that judge has, uh, has gone a little, you know, beyond reason, to be honest with you. I'm not, I, don't think, I don't think you're going anywhere near a civil war. And I think, quite frankly, the anti-gunners in this country know they can only go so far to push their gun control agenda, you know, or maybe the judge's prediction might come true. So they're not going to go that far. They're more interested in putting roadblocks in making it more difficult to own or use a gun, period, rather than an outright ban. They can't get that far. One, the Supreme Court right now won't let them. Mm-hmm. My concern is after the, after the election, if Obama gets reelected and appoints more judges, we could have a problem. I think in the next four years, you've got five U.S. Supreme Court justices that might, might be retiring and be replaced. And, of course, if the next president gets to pick five U.S. Supreme Court justices, the courthouse door could be slammed in, 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 our, in the face of gun rights. You know, we're so against profiling, let's say. Well, that's exactly what they're doing with firearms. Because let, let's say you want to take an AK. Um, sure, it's a gun and it shoots, but I can do the same amount of damage with my deer rifle, a 30 out 6 okay? A gun is a gun at the end of the day. I don't care if it's black, if it's shiny, pink. A gun is a gun. It is still going to shoot. Well, this whole thing is really stupid when you talk about assault rifles because, again, it's all based on cosmetic characteristics, yes. not on firepower, not on caliber. Uh, you know, and that's what really makes it stupid. What they really are are sport utility rifles. Yep. Uh, you know, there's nothing assault rifle about them. They only fire one bullet for each pull of the trigger. You have to pull the trigger each time to fire a round. So, I mean, what these people would like to do, basically, I've always said, is take any gun over a foot long and call it an assault rifle abandoned. Take any gun under a foot long and call it a Saturday night special and ban it too. <laughs> you can't win for losing, can you? No, that's the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Alan, we're actually coming up on an ad break. If we want to find out more about you and everything that you do, and uh, once again, we want to point out guy. that Alan is the chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms and also the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Now, where do we have to head to online to find out more about these organizations, Alan? Easiest place is go to the Foundation's website. SAF.org. You know, when actually, I, when I saw the, uh, it said the founder of the Second Amendment, I did read the foundation part of that. That sucker's old. Alan is very <laughs> he, old. He's been, been around a long time. He's, he's, he's pretty spry, though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus N-R-A blog. That is nrablog.com and Cabela's, world's FOMO staffer at Cabela's.com. Mr. Allen, as always, buddy, so informational having you on, and we greatly appreciate this, man. Oh, my pleasure. Got it. Hey, coming up next, we've got Stephanie Sanford. She's with the NRA. She's going to talk about the U.N. Small Arms Treaty Agreement. I don't know that much about it. Don't either. It's going to be good. They're going to school us. Stick around. You're on the revolution. Every Thursday night, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. A big old bluefin is taking the line! Starting Thursday at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 20 jerky-making kits, 13 snacking stick flavors, and 13 varieties of sausage-making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. 
I have children listening to this potty talk. This is the revolution. And the weirdness doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. And now, here's Jim and Trav. What number am I thinking of? Five. No, our phone number. Oh. 785 <laughs> The lines are open. Uh, we are talking about uh, concealed carry on today's show. We are talking about the Second Amendment. We are talking about Fast and Furious. And now we're talking about the U.N. Small Arms Treaty Agreement with Miss Stephanie Sanford. And she is a spokeswoman uh, for the NRA. But uh, before we get to Miss Stephanie, th- this is so apropos. This fits in perfectly. A uh, little clip of Penn and Teller. Most people think, well, God, those guys are really far left. Actually, they're kind of anarchists yeah. is what they really are. <laughs> yeah. But they are for the guy eats bugs. They are for the Second <laughs> Amendment. Hey, who hasn't? Um, Got to take a listen to this. The revolution. Only 3.8% of violent offenders in prison are women. So our modest proposal is this. Now, we're never for government spending money, but just run this as a little thought experiment. What if every woman were issued a gun? And the guns should all be pink. Pink's a sexy now, color. Yeah. Yeah. Pink is sexy. goes with my tie today. Everywhere they go. Still, who's going to rob or rape when there's a 50% chance that Janie's got a gun? Let's say the government, okay, did issue every single woman when she turned 18 years old, they gave her a firearm. And let's like said, just say. Let's just say, like, they're going to do that. <laughs> um, and you walk into a grocery store. Now, every woman has the right. She can carry it or she can leave it at home. She can do whatever she wants with it besides give it to someone or sell it. All right. So. You walk into a grocery store. Let's say there's 100 women in there. There's 15 guys. That's usually how it is. I would say there's a lot of room in the melon aisle. I'm not even going to go there. I don't know what that (laughs) means, and I'm going to pretend like you didn't say it. But I would think such would-be criminal would think twice before he did anything stupid, knowing that every single woman in front of him, there is a 50% chance that she has a gun, and she won't think twice about shooting you. And if she has her daughters with him? Oh, yeah. You get a mama and their daughters together. It's I know. A bear and a, she bear and, and cubs right in, there. In my house, it's just all bears. Okay. <laughs> but uh, once again, our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Miss Stephanie, how you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Um, okay, but this you in small arms tree. Jim thinks it's all about midgets, and he's gotten me pretty much convinced now. Yeah. Um, what yeah. is this blue about? Um, what am I even? Oh, you in small arms tree. All <laughs> I know is that the UN, okay, they want to put more restrictions on the Second Amendment. That that's all they want to do. They want to take away our guns. They want to take away our freedoms. They want to enslave us. They actually do want to enslave us. Nice. You write out of Biden's book. Um, but that is the truth. They don't want us to have a voice. They don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. They want us to be helpless where we depend on them for everything. That's what they want. Anyways, Miss Stephanie, please tell us more about this. Well, certainly. The United Nations Arms Trade Treaty, or the UNATT, Throughout July, the conference on the U.N. Arms Trade Treaty met to try and work on some draft language. Yeah. And the conference did break down at the end of July without a reported draft treaty. So as of right now, there is no draft treaty, but there could be one in the future. The U.N. has been working on an arms trade treaty for many years, and the NRA has been actively lobbying against an arms trade treaty for nearly two decades. Wow. All right, for, for instance, let's let's play the devil's advocate here. Say it is signed by our president. What could potentially happen if UNAT, ha, I like that, That's cool. uh, is actually uh, instituted? Well, it really depends on exactly what is in that final draft treaty language. One of our big concerns is that some of the drafts were including civilian firearms. Really? And the most recent drafts, Specifically, we're going to implement international gun registration requirements, bans on commonly owned firearms, as well as tracking and registration of ammunition purchases. And that would have a huge effect on gun owners in the United States. Say if somebody decided to buy a Beretta that's made in Italy here in the United States, the United States would actually have to keep records of that transaction, but it would also have to go back to Italy, correct? Correct. That's end user licensing. And that was part of the draft of the treaty. But like I mentioned, that treaty was never finalized. It was not signed by any member nations and it 
currently does not exist, but that's not to say the UN's not going to try to bring it back. We totally are confident that the UN is going to continue to try and push for an arms trade treaty throughout the future, and the NRA is not going to stand for it. We're not going to allow a foreign entity to come in and determine how much freedom is acceptable for the United States. If we want to find out more about you guys one more time, we're not trying to bore people with this. Where can we find you online? This is so important. This is critical right now. We need to we, we need to get registered to vote, and we need to join the NRA, and where can we do that at? You can go to NRA.org or visit NRAILA.org, and you can find so much information on our website, everything from joining the NRA to fun videos to facts about the NRA legislation. If you haven't been to our website, highly suggest it. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Stephanie Sanford, and she is with the NRA. She is so cool. I like her so much. One more time, go to NRA.org. But we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasoning. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and NRA Blog at NRAblog.com. Miss Stephanie, thank you so much for coming back on. I know you didn't want to talk to Jim today, but we appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks for having me on your show. I'd love to do it anytime. <laughs> You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hit them up online at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. High Mountain Seasonings. Turn your fish and game from ordinary to extraordinary. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We want to give a special thanks to all of our 407 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Ed Stremel, Dave Workman, Mike Pfeiffer, Alan Gottlieb, and Stephanie Sanford. Hey, so we are Jim and Traff. Stick around because your local news weather, it is coming up next. God bless you, boys and girls. We love you so much. Uh, keep your letters and emails coming at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com. I guess that would just be emails. Anyways, peace. Have a great weekend.